0: Welcome to Top Deck Insight, our podcast on all things Magic the Gathering. I'm
1: Sam, followed by my co hosts Josh and Sarah. We're three friends who love MTG, and we've created this podcast to share our experience with you.
2: If you like what we do, you can find us on Twitter and YouTube at Top Deck Insight. We also have a website, topdeckinsight.co.uk. Now let's get into the episode.
0: guys we are back for another episode of top deck insight episode 15 today oh i don't know if that's right it's 14 is no it is, no, it it is 15, 15. <laughs> one of the episodes you guys will know um today i would like to talk about i think we should catch up on some of the spoilers for adventures of the forgotten realms yes dnd magic the gathering card
1: set okay crossover adventures <laughs> of the forgotten realms specifically
0: Y- that's for the name of the set, right? Josh no, like, Gallif- not, oh, right. not Modern Horizons. It? Yeah, so so we'll talk about Modern Horizons later, um, Brief, sort of briefly. But yeah, first I want to go over the couple of cards that uh, we haven't gone over. I think we went over Tiamat and Portable Hall, so- Vorbled Sword, the the first spoilers. Mm-hmm. And since then, I think there's been three cards or four cards. Four cards that have been spoiled. Okay. Um. So let me just bring up the spoiler list. Yeah so it looks like there's four cards that have been spoiled. Um the first one I read out is Lolf Spider Queen, there is Bruinor Battlehammer, uh Drizzt Do'Urden I think and then Cloister Gargoyle. Um which I don't know if that's an official spoiler yet. I think that was like leaked.
1: What Cloister Gargoyle? Yeah.
0: It's on the Magic Spoiler website but I don't know if it's been officially re- uh, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you it's do get legit. unofficial
1: leaks on here as well. Um yeah. Yeah, okay. But
0: as far as I'm aware, Drizzt Arden and Brunor Battlehammer and the Loth spider Queen are all confirmed official.
1: Yeah, um, which which of course makes a lot of sense. Uh, Loth is uh, a a, an established character in the D&D universe, mm. in the Forgotten Realms, uh, mm. from the, uh, is it Into the Abyss, uh, the adventure module, mm-hmm. which I actually have played. I'm pretty sure like, it takes place in the I might be getting all the words wrong here. It's been a while, but I think it takes place in the Underdark, which mm. is like a underground network of tunnels, and I think Lolth is a prominent figure in the community there. Um, and interestingly, Brunor and Drizzt are um, two of the playable characters in the upcoming yeah. D&D game. What was it called? Ooh. Something Shadows Dark Alliance? Maybe it, It's Dungeons and Dragons
0: something something dark alliance but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dark dungeons alliance.
1: and dragons dark alliance um so yeah in the game you get to pick between four characters uh, one of four characters to play mm. um and bruno battlehammer and driz doerden are two of the characters that you can choose
0: that's pretty interesting yeah I so
1: like you know i mean uh, that all but confirms that they're definitely real because hmm. they're established DD characters
0: yeah okay that's pretty sweet um I guess, so we'll go over Loth Spider Queen first, because there's quite a few things I want to talk about with
1: her, I'm assuming. It's queen. Queen, so yeah. I guess it could be, like, Queen. You yes, Queen. Yeah. Um, so, Loth is... Guys can be Queens. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure Loth is female.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, so, Loth Spider Queen is three black black for a legendary planeswalker. Um... She has a static ability, which says whenever a creature you control dies, put a loyalty counter on Lord Spider Queen. That's pretty decent. Pretty Mm -hmm. decent ability off the bat. Um, She has a plus zero. Uh, She enters with four loyalty and has a plus zero where she draws a card and loses one life. Uh, A minus three where she creates two two, 2-1 black spider creature tokens with menace and reach. And her minus eight, her ultimate... Is you get an emblem with whenever an opponent is dealt combat damage by one or more creatures you control if that player lost less than eight life this turn they lose life equal to the difference very interesting so as long as you keep dealing damage with a creature no matter how much damage they'll always lose eight life a turn yeah right. effectively um, so what do you guys think of this card how do you guys think this will do as
1: how, how do you think like do you guys think this card is good I think this is strong and mm-hmm. um, but also balanced. You know, I, I think that the. Um, it's five mana to play. It comes down on four, uh, which is fairly chunky. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's on turn five, you might be able to, you know, start to trigger. The static ability straight away sacrifice some creatures the turn that you play it and buff up its loyalty so I can see it being kind of meaty when it hits the battlefield <laughs> um, I think that the creatures that it creates are pretty relevant yeah two one spiders with reach are really good at defending and menace as
0: well yeah so, they'll yeah, be easy so that they to... can, they're
1: good for offense as well yeah um, I'm I'm tr- I think the real like where this card might be broken is if you can play it get it to eight And alt it straight away, Uh, and I'm trying Mm. to think. You know, is that possible? You have to sacrifice four creatures to get it to eight. So you know, is is there a very possible?
0: I think it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I was actually thinking more like standard, because um, that's <laughs> lame. Who cares about standard? Because formats like standard is where a broken card really means something. Yeah. yeah in EDH, I can see how, like this this being a decent and fun card to play with. Uh, I am, you know, whenever I see spoilers, uh, I, I do think about, you know. Is it breakable in standard, mm-hmm. especially the mythics of the set? Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, this card, I think, you know, is, is there a way to play this on turn five, sacrifice four creatures, ult her straight away? Because like that could be really powerful.
0: So mm-hmm. the only thing that comes to mind is there is a prominent sort of sacrifice list that uses um, Sedge more Witch to generate pests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some of the learn cards to generate more pests and then plumb the forbidden yeah. for huge value. Mm-hmm. That can usually copy people the forbidden like seven times. Uh, which will obviously be able to ult Loth, but you'd have to have seven mana in total on turn five. So it, I think Loth will be powerful if she survives a turn, which I do think is quite doable. If you're playing black, you can probably be quite creature heavy, and also if you're blocking with your creatures to protect her, she gets loyalty that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, her not not having a plus one instead of a so having a plus zero plus and plus one is a bit of a downside, I think. But it also kind of makes sense that she only and and. Um, flavor wise it kind of makes sense she only gets loyalty when things die. Yeah. Like yeah, It's kind of it's really like leaning into that you know menacing evil kind of creature she is. I'm assuming that's what she is. I don't think she looks no, like a good uh, guy main protagonist actually. Yeah. Main protagonist. Uh,
1: she is the innkeeper of the <laughs> of the, you know lo- local inn. The very uh, the very friend- friendly Yeah, spider yeah, yeah. gives cool. gives the party uh you know tips to get their mm-hmm. adventure started. She's like the yeah. save point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very wholesome.
0: Oh, she well, looks how it. lovely. Yeah. I mean, she was a queen. She must have got there
1: one yeah. way or another. Sells assorted spider-related snacks, like little, in uh, like, Undertale. Why would she sell spider she, snacks? When you she... say
2: spider snacks, do you mean like, oh, this chocolate is shaped like a spider, or like this is a spider? She's not is gonna, it like Mr. Krabs? She's not going to sell spider.
1: Um, why wouldn't she sell spider?
2: Carrie patty's a vegan. Are,
1: yep. are they not crab meat?
2: Nope, they are vegan. What? they pretty messed up if they were the crab the That's what I thought, because they're called Krabby Patties. Yeah, I know the creator or someone in the Spongebob world confirmed <laughs> it. It's on Twitter, guys, so you know it's real. <laughs> Spongebob
1: lore <team>. The Spongebob Law team.
2: Krabby is a vegan, so I'll huh, make one. That's really
1: cool. Okay. Um,
2: Just a little side note for yeah. you Spongebob fans but out y- there. But
1: surely that can't be confirmed because there's a secret ingredient.
2: Which is love because vegans uh, love everything. In
0: Kung Fu Panda, the secret ingredient is nothing. Oh, well, maybe mm. it's nothing. Yeah. That would make so much sense because Mr. Krabs is like a stingy guy. Yeah. It's true. You know, mm-hmm. like he'd want to market it that way. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway.
1: Lolf is a spider queen. Yeah. And uh, female spiders will eat the male. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, like so that. maybe she serves chopped up male spiders. Makes sense. Because maybe she's such an eligible bachelorette that there's just too many for her to eat.
2: But I, I feel like she would eat all of them. That's the point, right? She wouldn't want to share them.
0: You don't know what she's she, like. She could be full.
2: Look at her.
0: You no. know. So you're judging her based on she's,
2: her looks. I think she's dope.
1: Yeah. She's, you know, yeah, she's, she's judging got, her based on her looks. her after, after suit. as well. And Look at uh, the cooler. I can't. I don't. I don't see the. Not at to call Oh yeah. Yeah. It's much cooler. Dope yeah the the like borderless, borderless um, eye, yeah old is really cool yeah yeah maybe she's just got so many like suitors that it, you know when i don't know like uh <laughs> so sometimes i get in the mood for cookies and I'll bake some cookies. Uh, uh-huh. And then over the course of about three days, I'll just be on a cookie baking hype. Mm. And I'll have so many cookies that I'll actually give some away. It mm. does take me a long time to get to yeah, that Yeah, I was going to
2: say, I'll, I knew that's where you were going I don't
1: ever know. give any to you. No, you
2: don't. <laughs> barely give any to anybody. You ate 30 last yeah, time
1: you uh, made them. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat until I can't eat any more cookies. And then I'll start <laughs> to give them away. Maybe loth does but the same. She, she eats, eats that so many boyfriends that she just has too many and then she starts to give them away and then at she, she realises oh actually not, I can sell this do
2: you not think guys would start to notice though? if she had that many that that many guys were dying like at a point they'd go like, oh, where's you know all yeah. of all of the men
1: well any price to have a go
2: oh, what a Whoa. horrid way to talk about
0: <laughs> damn I'm going to call Lost Spider Queen on yeah. you yeah <laughs> she doesn't appreciate it no oh, I feel like it would be bad for business if she run her business that way just eating her stock like who's doing the stock count you know Anyway, um, so another thing I wanted to talk about with... So we have very few spoilers for Adventures of Forgotten Realms, but um, one thing I think we should discuss is the fact that she is a planeswalker in this set. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think that means for planeswalkers for this set? As in, how do you guys think they will do them?
1: Yeah, because... I find this... So I, I'm pretty sure that Lolth is a character yeah. in the Into the Abyss module. And if so, then what the MTG team have done is taken an established character in D mm-hmm. and said they're a planeswalker yeah which is crazy which is um it's either a big deal or not a big deal because
0: it might just be so mark rosewater has mentioned that this set is supposed to be sort of like separate and mm-hmm. not you you shouldn't really take into the into account the the flavor and the lore behind it in terms yeah. of the rest of the universe
1: from a lore perspective uh, I don't think this really fits. Like, I'm sure yeah. some people are going to start to think, you know, what what are the ramifications of making established D&D characters into Planeswalkers? Mm-hmm. Really, I think you just have to let it go. I think um, so too, yeah. Because what this... And if you do, if you just don't worry about the law side of it, then what this shows us is that established D&D characters uh, are going to be planeswalkers in this set which i think is really cool
0: yeah i think cause... that's
1: really really going to be nice for the D fans who have been fighting or playing uh, or interacting with these characters for uh however many years that they've been official forgotten realms characters mm-hmm. uh, and now they're going to be playable planeswalkers which i, yeah, I think is really awesome i yeah. think it's a good enough way to do it uh if you that you know if you couldn't make it fit into the law then just don't just take the creative freedom and say yeah. that it is what it is
0: yeah, and I think the other thing that this does indicate as well, because last time we spoke about this, we spoke about the possibility of any planeswalkers we might see that we already know, like Gideon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this kind of rules that out. Uh, seeing Loth as the planeswalker, I would assume that they're not going to have other planeswalkers that we're familiar with mm. beyond on this plane or yeah. this set, um, which is fine, I guess, because, you know, new characters and whatever.
1: Yeah. They're not so... willing to mess up. Magic's yeah, it would be lore. weird. Though that's not ds law. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, next question in terms of Loth. Do you guys think you would want this card for any of your decks?
2: I'm tempted for Taser mm-hmm. just because, well, it makes tokens, which Taser likes. And I can easily, like, it's sacrifice deck, so I can easily give her loyalty counters. So, right.
1: I actually think this is really good for Taser because taser doubles the death trigger right so let's say you know hypothetically ah, loyalty. Yeah, yeah hypothetically if your curve is something like um uh turn one i don't know afterlife creature uh turn two some kind of afterlife creature uh turn three priest of the forgotten gods or something or something like that turn four taser turn five Lolf, sacrifice the priest sacrifice two creatures loyalty counters on Loth, downtick her. You've got like an emblem. five or six one-one yeah. flying spirits, and an emblem that means each of those spirits can deal eight damage to each opponent each turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see Loth fitting into an absolutely nuts curve in uh, like Tater Sacrifice yeah. decks. I, th- I
0: think Loth would be good, and she would get tons of loyalty. She'd be pretty hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially with the double loyalty counters. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it is when a creature you control dies which will be doubled by Taser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it depends... Depending on how expensive this card is, I don't think it'll be too expensive. It doesn't seem like it would be, um, because, like, Nisa for Zendikar was, like, the kind of main planeswalker. Yeah. Uh, and she was, like, £3 when I bought her for yeah. my Windgrace deck. Hmm. So She didn't love, really get
1: played in anything, did she? Yeah, she didn't it get depends. played still. It depends. If it depends if it gets broken, which yeah. I, I do see the potential uh, for this card to be breakable, yeah. you know, if you're able to sort of, I don't know, even if you even if you play it on turn five and then ult it straight away, is that good enough?
0: Emblems are usually quite good, because it is just free value. Like, yeah. it's an un, you can't deal with an emblem at all, like, yeah. they're just there forever, they're just really good. Um, but yeah, anything else to say about love, guys? Or should we move on? No. Yeah? Awesome. Okay, so let's move on to the next card. The next card uh, is one of the playable characters for the new D&D game, Bruno Battlehammer, Bruno reads. I just noticed he's an uncommon. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, Bruno Battlehammer. He reads. Uh, he is a two red white, so four mana value. Uh, two red white for a legendary creature, dwarf warrior, at uncommon rarity. Um, I just feel like that's quite important, you know. Yeah. It's uncommon. Yeah. Um, each creature you control gets plus two plus zero for each equipment attached to it you may pay zero rather than pay the equip cost of the first equip ability you activate each turn pretty decent that's um, why
2: you're happy it's uncommon because it will be cheaper for your very Akiri cheap. deck that's 100 <laughs> percent an include in akiri yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. um no reason not to play that in akiri my akiri artifact equipments deck um yeah how do you guys feel about this card what do you guys think
1: so i think it's cool mm-hmm. uh i th- i like the flavor uh I-, I like the yeah i like the card um, I'm a little bit disappointed to see red white going back to equipment mm. agro, yeah. Because we saw, you know, this really cool graveyard synergy red mm. white in Strixhaven, and I was kind of hoping that we'd that that would be almost like a rebrand for red white. Yeah, I don't think that's what Strixhaven was. Yeah, like. I think
0: I think that was expected that it wasn't going to stick around because Strixhaven is all about a completely it's different. It's purposely not what they are. I is think it? that's yeah. a Strixhaven thing. You know. Yeah. Um,
2: because this will yeah. be um, what is red and white called again? Boros. Boros. Yeah, this is Boros as opposed to yeah, hold.
0: Yeah. And yeah. additionally, it could it could be like you never know because this as as Mark Rosewater said, this set is quite different from the others. So maybe in Innistrad they do go back to the, yeah, the Lorehold things. True. But as as for this set, it makes sense that it's just sort of basic mm. red and mm-hmm. white colors uh, kind of things. But yeah, I don't think it will make much of an impact in the game. I don't see it being too powerful. Um, The page zero is pretty decent ability, but I can't imagine there's anything too broken with this.
1: What about you? No, not not really. I I can't picture anything. I I don't know. I think this is going to be good in limited. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, as an uncommon that can come down
0: signpost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, come down on turn four, and then can probably give some of one or two of your creatures an instant plus two. Uh, And then you can equip an equipment the turn it comes down as well. I can see it being pretty decent in limited, and it's an uncommon. Yeah, if there's like um, an
0: equipment sub theme in uh, yeah. limited, like there was with Zendikar, I can see it being pretty decent.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. Uh, I don't know about any constructed formats. Like, mm. like you say, in the right decks, it's a nice card in EDH, but literally any card in the right deck is a <laughs> nice is card, right card in EDH. In EDH yeah. Um, don't see it being super impressive in standard. Can't see it fitting into any constructed. Red white decks no. that I can think of.
0: Yeah. What do you guys think about the. So, we, this is the first card that we've seen, I think, with the storybook artwork uh, or yes, the alternate artwork. Like, how do you guys feel about this?
2: I don't play D&D, so I don't know if this appeals more to people that mm-hmm. play D&D. Looking at this picture here of it, mm-hmm. I think that looks really shit.
0: <laughs> I think so too.
1: I do think it, it looks pretty. The like, black
2: border? Makes it look worse. I feel like couldn't it have just been
1: yeah fully? That's exactly right. I, I actually like the design. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the like the kind of tea stained background and and the artwork. I do actually like. Yeah. Um, but
0: it looks. It's a bit... the
1: frame. It looks like the the, yeah. oh, the art yeah, is nice. The... It is just the frame of the card that makes it isn't really very nice. Cheap. Yeah, like you had. Um, kind of like storybook and vines on the adventure cards Mm -hmm. like the old art for those and uh uh, and kaldheim you had this cool kind of norse inspired i want to say like geometric strong lines and Mm -hmm. shapes um uh yeah i I think that the design is nice but it's just little things like the way that the design ends at the bottom of the card and sort of curves very sharply make
2: it make it like a book right that's why Mm. if it was full that colour yeah which would look better i think mm-hmm. but that's why they've done it but i think that makes it look actually really shit yeah i like, think I yeah think I, th- really I think shit.
1: that i think that it could look more like a page than it does at the moment yeah. and I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the frame of the card it looks a
0: bit low effort to me in comparison yeah. to some of the zendikar and the calheim artwork that, and even the strixhaven ones like the mystical archives mm. if they were similar to the mystical ar- archive artwork like the sort of because those are like sort of the like Hidden powerful spells that Strixhaven mm-hmm. College own, and they're like kind of pages and they look really nice. Um, this
2: yeah. is a badly, a badly executed good idea, basically, yeah. <laughs> which is
0: kind of Wizards. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Magic the Gathering. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's I'm, not fair. Wizards has loads <laughs> of bad ideas. True. And none of them are good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'm not too big a fan of the artwork, and yeah, the card is mediocre, I think. Um, so let's move on to the next one. The other playable character in... Or one of the other playable characters is Drizzt Do'Urden. Is that... that be correct? Yeah. Sounds I think so. about right. Drizzt, yeah. Drist. So Drizzt Do'Urden has mana value five and it costs three green-white. So in the Selesnia colours. And it reads, Legendary Creature, Elf Ranger. And it's a rare card. Interesting. So it's not like a cycle of them. Mm. Um, so it's a rare card. Um... Pretty powerful. It is Double Strike 3-3. Uh, three, three. When Drizzt the and enters the battlefield, create Gwenevar? Gwenevar. Gwenevar. I, yeah. I nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, create Gwenevar, a legendary 4-1 green cap creature token with Trample. Whenever a creature dies, if it had power greater than Drizzt's power, put a number of plus one counters on Drizzt equal to the difference. How do you guys feel about this one?
1: I think this is a reasonably strong card. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be... Great in limited. Um, Definitely. Definitely I I don't know whether it's going to be super good in standard uh, because three toughness is pretty manageable in standard at the moment. So it's likely to die before the double strike is relevant, before any of your other creatures die. This is just going to get, I don't know, Scorching Dragonfire or Fire Prophecy or something like that. Um, Yeah, I I think this is a cool card though. I like the design. Yeah. I do like the uh, I've always liked the kind of companion kind of uh, uh mm-hmm. not not companion the mechanic even when it's uh, not but you know the, the cards that <laughs> cards that when they enter the battlefield bring in sort of a spirit animal yeah the legendary like, token, yeah. like like Tulsamere. like Tulsimir, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good in these colors in red white this Wait, is basically no, talsomer uh, green white <laughs> uh yeah it is it is it's sim- very similar to Tulsimir. uh but I think better
0: yeah probably better actually I like this as like a commander as well. You can kind of make it a bit bogley and uh, maybe like a bit Voltron. Mm. Um, but yeah, it seems really powerful. Maybe you could play it in Flickr Make <laughs> <laughs> make infinite. Yeah. Oh, wait, right, it's legendary. Yeah, <laughs> The tokens are yeah. legendary, so that wouldn't work. Never mind. Um, but yeah, I do like the design of this card because I think it reflects the the way they've translated the character into rules text because mm-hmm. um, you know he's a dual wielding elf ranger so he has double strike mm-hmm. and he has his pet companion like it's i think it's really nice it's really nifty
1: none of these cards seem super powerful um no. and i don't think that they are but it could just be that was because we're seeing them spoiled at the same time as the modern horizons two spoilers yeah, yeah. they seem really valuable <laughs> really by really comparison is. um yeah yeah, yeah they, they don't seem super strong though which i think is good generally i like to see the power level of standard going down rather than Mm -hmm. up I think. Yeah, We had a lot of that
0: in Strixhaven the power level sort of dimming down a bit which is Mm -hmm. a good direction I think Um, but yeah, is there anything else you guys would like to talk about for this card? I
2: don't think so, other than the alternate it doesn't even have
0: his beast in the alternate it's just strictly worse, right? Yeah, (laughs) it is
2: just worse, however it looked, it would be worse because there is not a cat in it. That's all I have to say, (laughs) I agree,
0: yeah. There is not a big cat in the background the artwork for the normal one is really nice, though.
2: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Elf Ranger. wonder if that... What's that is...
2: thing on the right-hand side?
0: Looks like just an, a barbarian or something. Yeah,
1: just an enemy. A, an enemy. Just a red an coat. Enemy. Okay, I didn't a know if... It, as
2: people that have played D&D before, I didn't
0: know if you knew mm-hmm. what
1: that was. Well, it's like a helmet with these sort of horns, isn't it? Yeah. So,
0: like tusks. Mm. Okay, then moving on to the fourth and final... Uh, card that's been spoiled so far. Um, so this one, yeah, I'm not too sure about how real this one is. I'm pretty sure it's like 100% confirmed. Well, let's say it's like 95% confirmed. Okay. Um, and it's a really interesting one because this introduces a brand new mechanic, which we still don't know anything about from reading this card. Yes. <laughs> so we have Cloyster Gargoyle. It is a three-mana value card, which is two and a white. Uh, for an artifact creature, Gargoyle. And it has power, toughness, zero four. 4. When closer Gargoyle enters the battlefield, venture into the dungeon. As long as you've completed a dungeon, closer Gargoyle gets plus 3, plus 0, and has flying. So I want to jump into... Let's forget about this card. Yeah. What do you guys what do we think th- the dungeon yeah. is? <laughs> the, the, the card is pretty lame, mediocre. Um, what do you guys think venture into the dungeon means? Don't I do to do it. Yeah. Um, Let's hear your speculations
1: You know, I, I really don't know mm-hmm. uh, But, I I mean, it's got to I think it's going to be something like um, So mechanics that come to mind are like Ascend um, mm-hmm. Where you have to reach a certain criteria yeah. And then you've completed a dungeon you the city's blessing um, yeah. Yes, but it seems like, unlike Ascend Where, you know, you, you've got it and then that's it, you have it uh, I think this will work the same. Once you've completed a dungeon, you've completed a dungeon that can't be interacted with. Mm. Uh, but possibly we'll have cards that have effects based on the number of dungeons you've completed because yeah. it says as long as you've completed a dungeon. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of implies that you can complete multiple dungeons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know what that mechanic is going to look like. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, when well, you go I into a dungeon be... in D&D... Oh, you kind of roll your way through it, and you have to fight creatures, um, and usually there is a big creature at the end to fight, and then you get a reward. So maybe we'll see something like a, a dice-based yeah. mechanic, um, maybe we'll see something like, uh, you know, if it goes badly for you, if you roll badly, then your opponent gets some creature tokens or something. Um hmm. Uh, and then once it's completed, you get a treasure, uh, and then you've completed yeah, okay. one dungeon. So yeah. something like that okay. I, I kind of have in mind. Uh, but I think it's whatever it is. It sounds cool. It sounds interesting. I'm very um, interested to uh, see what another, they
0: do with this. Another important thing as well, there is most likely a, one of the commander decks is built around this because it was called like dungeon something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming this will be a really big mechanic for the set. Um I think it. I agree that I think it's going to be something dice-based. Like it enters a battlefield, and maybe like every main phase, you have to roll a dice, and if you, it's like Monopoly. Like you have to mm-hmm. roll a double to get out of jail. <laughs> like maybe every main phase, you have to roll a dice, and if you've rolled like a certain number, you mm-hmm. have completed the dungeon. Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, I'm quite excited to see what what venture into the dungeon is because it is an enter the battlefield effect as well well for this one at least if the others are like that you know etbs are usually really impactful Mm -hmm. so they could be quite powerful you never know
1: so we know there are some things we can derive from just this card about what the dungeon is Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh for one thing it says well we know that it's a three-mana creature uh with an etb effect that lets you venture into the dungeon Mm -hmm. so that can give us some indications of the power level Um, this card doesn't have a huge payoff for having completed a dungeon. So maybe completing a dungeon isn't that difficult. And it's also not that difficult to get into a dungeon. Mm -hmm. Um, those are two things that we can probably derive just from this card alone. Uh, also, you know, it says venture into the dungeon. Uh, and what we can take from that is that, what am I trying to say?
0: I was going to say like the fact that it says venture into the dungeon it sort of seems like the dungeon is like a static it's it might be like apparent in every game yeah it's like the dungeon is a new mechanic that will be in every sort of like maybe it's like a brand new thing maybe everyone has a dungeon maybe you start the game and you have to roll or something I don't know I think there could be a a bunch of possibilities Mm. and it seems like it's some kind of static effect that's always there
1: it's got to not be too big as well like it i think the biggest concern i have looking at this is like how do you have time Mm -hmm. to go through this process of venturing into and completing dungeons so it's got to be quite a succinct journey for it to be relevant in magic
0: what if it's like the next like shazerad and you play another game yeah, play another. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you venture into the dungeon so you just start a D&D campaign whoever, <laughs> whoever dies first mm. loses half their life like <laughs> a four hour turn yeah <laughs> uh, like the MTG arena client just boots up like a D&D client <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's really interesting I'm quite excited to see mm-hmm. where this card goes and where the dungeoneering mechanic goes I think mm. it could be really cool
1: yeah, I think that the creature type is quite random as well. Like, it is cloister gargoyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't doesn't really seem to have much relevance. And we've also only uh, unless seen... it's actually tied to the location. Like, when you find one of these gargoyles, and that means that you are at a cloister, and the cloister is the dungeon. So maybe Good. I don't know. Maybe there's some flavour link there that we're not quite seeing. Because we've only got the alt art version of the card, we yeah. don't have the flavor text. Yeah, I was well, going to mention that. Important.
0: Before, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, any final thoughts on this card? Any of any other cards? Do you guys think you'll be getting any of them, Josh?
1: No, I don't think so. We've only seen four. Yeah. Uh, I don't really see myself picking any of these up for decks. Yeah. Uh, that I own. Um, but I am. I, I think they're very cool, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing more of the set mm-hmm. for sure.
0: Well, def- depending on how powerful entering the, the, the dungeon is, what if it's like when you first enter the dungeon, you get like I don't know some stuff. Maybe that could be really good in Flicker. That's true, they? yeah. Mm. That's... you might not even need to complete the dungeon. You just, enter just it. want to yeah. enter and it. And then maybe you have like protection or something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so not too much uh, off the bat from the spoilers. I don't know when. Do you know when like the official spoilers start? When does I the set come out? Not off the top Is of my it, head.
2: It's in a month, isn't it? Is it beginning of uh, July? July, 8th, July 23rd. Oh. 23rd. Okay, so there's quite so, a while. Yeah, so yeah, so
0: officious Spoilers would be about a month from now. Right, um, okay. Yeah, more or less. Or three weeks, I'd say. So yeah, we've got those to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the meantime, there have also been a bunch of Modern Horizons 2 spoilers. Now, we have mentioned previously on the podcast that we are not... We don't really play Modern, so... Initially, I you know we're not too interested in the spoilers. We didn't want to do an episode covering all of them and, yeah. and you know going over them. However, um, having sort of passively looked at them, they have been re- some really interesting cards and some really cool reprints. And also, I think we should clarify as well. It's not just reprints, is it? They are there are new cards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so there are also like new newly made cards for this set uh, that have never been seen before, and some of them are ridiculously cool. Um, So, the first one that I wanted to go over, and this is probably the card I'm most excited for, um, it is called Esper Sentinel. Now, if you guys want to look that one up.
2: Esper Sentinel cost white, Mm -hmm. artifact creature, human soldier. Whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, draw a card unless that player pays X where X is Esper Sentinel's power.
0: So, I think it'd just be really...
2: I feel like I'm missing something.
0: So, it's it'd be really good against sort of josh's all right to be annoying decks. okay yeah. well, well it, that's why i it, like it it's yep. kind of like a you know it's a white creature that you can play in taser mm-hmm. um i think it's going to be either really expensive or kind of a staple it's like a a white rustic study on a creature effectively yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah I, I looked at this card and i thought it's it just yeah, i really fell in love with it it's like a, it's a little wheelie card one mana one one um and, yeah, it has amazing draw power.
2: Yeah.
0: Every time a non-creature spell. And, like, if you, if you can buff it up in, in a Kiri, if I can put equipment on it, and you know, then you have to pay three or four. Yeah, that's like, true. You, it, it seems like a really powerful
1: card. Art I feel,
0: like, I feel cool. like you would have liked it, you know? Maybe I was wrong.
1: I think this is a really good <laughs> card. I like
2: it. I think the, car, the art looks great. I was yeah. just... I didn't get an immediate like. Right. You yeah. know, when I look at it. I'm like, oh yes, have to have that. I didn't okay, get an immediate.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's
2: fair. But I get
1: it now. I think it's going to be super strong uh, in constructed formats as well. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where, but a one mana spell that a one mana has study. yeah mm. uh, that has that powerful an ability that's drawing you cards. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Uh, playing this on turn one means if your opponent I don't know, duresses you or something, uh, pretty much shits on the duress a bit. That yeah. You, you, you draw in a just card. A card, they, card yeah, yeah. I think playing this on turn one is super powerful. Uh, uh, you know, against a ramp deck or something mm-hmm. that you know they want to cultivate on turn three and then they can't pay for this. Yeah, I think it's is super strong. I really like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really powerful card. I mean, some of the Modern Horizons cards are just ridiculously powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one kind of took the. The the cake for me like I was thinking like it'd be really good in Taser mm-hmm. well it it doesn't synergize with Taser but it is just like a staple so I feel like it's gonna be a staple card, card yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely if it's not too pricey we will pick it up for Akiri um, yeah it seems like a fun card to play with um, and so moving on another card that I think would be really so. <laughs> You might get annoyed at me for this one, Sarah. It's a Flicker card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't introduce Josh to it, but um, that card is called Solitude. So if you type in Solitude MH2, you should be able to find it. It's a five mana, three, two. And Josh, I'll let you read this one out.
1: So it is three white, white for an, ele- an elemental incarnation creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a three, two, and its abilities are Flash, Lifelink, When Solitude enters the battlefield, exile up to one other target creature. That creature's controller gains life equal to its power, and it has Evoke Exile a White Card from your hand.
2: Yeah. Ah, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy.
1: (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) I don't think this is actually that strong in in EDH. No? Uh, No, there are, like, uh, there are... So it exiles a creature, Mm -hmm. and then you gain that much life, but... You uh, control against much. More. That control against so much so stuff. Yeah.
0: You don't think a repeatable source of player shares is good? There
1: are there are way cheaper ways to do this. I suppose. Yeah. You know, there are like infinite enchantments and artifacts like that exile creatures. But they usually have
0: the clause where it's like you, they can get those creatures back, like a, like a prison run or something. Yeah. Once that. This leaves. one straight up exiles it. They don't get it back.
1: So usually, um, but oftentimes not as well. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I, I think that five mana for a removal spell in EDH is not good enough. What about the evoke uh, cost, though? That's where yeah, that's where it gets interesting. With the evoke cost, you can cast it, um, and to, what evoke means is when it enters the battlefield, you then sacrifice it. But what you could do is flicker, flicker it. it, and yeah. then it doesn't have to be sacrificed. Yeah, so you haven't
0: sacrificed it from the evoke. Yeah, paid the evoke cost. So yeah. for the
1: cost of just your flicker spell. Um, you can, you know, you're paying no mana for this. Uh, so for the cost of a flicker spell and exiling a white card from your hand, you're exiling two creatures on the battlefield and you're left with a 3-2 with Mm lifelink and you can do that all at flash speed probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I see that being powerful, uh, but I, I think that's kind of, um, I don't know. I think, uh... I think this is, so I actually think that this is going to be more powerful in uh, just normal, constructed, like modern, because mm-hmm. you can just evoke. Yeah, the evoke cost. Yeah, uh, yeah and, and exile something, and it's, it's a good answer. Uh, and it's probably good against aggro decks, because if you're, you know, it's it kind of two for ones later in the game, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just five mana, kill one of their creatures, and you've got a 3-2 body uh, with lifelink, which mm-hmm. is decent, decent against an aggro deck. Uh, and it's all at flash speed as well. So I think this is a really strong card. Um, yeah. Do you think you'll for... pick
0: it up? Yeah, I was going to ask you if I have any plans to possibly pick it up. Not really. No. I
1: think, okay. honestly, I think five mana in EDH, you're in win-con territory. Right. You know. Not. Yeah, you, no, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you don't sense. want your answers to be five mana in EDH. Yeah. You want your win-cons to be...
0: But the evoke costs
1: yeah, I see that being pretty powerful, but I don't, I, I don't really have many white cards. I don't That's think. True. In yeah. the deck, I think and
0: planes don't count; they are colorless. Yeah, mm. exactly. So I, 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 I can see this one? being yes, really good. Lands are colorless.
1: Mm-hmm. I can see this being really good. I don't know if I'll pick up a copy of it, but uh, that is because I would probably play it in the in my in an EDH deck. And mm. yeah, in EDH, I think the the state of EDH at the moment, five mana is too much for an answer, um, and this isn't a win con by itself.
0: Mm. so mm. yeah the, the, the event sense, cost yeah. is
1: is worth considering though that that might make me rethink it but not not actually you know not super high on this card for edh right now
0: okay yeah makes sense okay then uh anything else you guys want to say about this card i like the
1: artwork yeah the, gets, brilliant. Yeah, the, the artwork is cool i really like elemental incarnation as a creature yes yeah, that's, that's pretty badass as well that's very cool um so this is a, a cycle as well. Yes. Uh, there is uh, there is more of these. So we've got Solitude. There's also Subtlety uh, is another one, which is also actually very, very good.
0: Let's have a look.
1: So Subtlety is 2 blue-blue for an elemental incarnation 3-3, and its abilities are Flash, Flying. When Subtlety enters the battlefield, choose up to one target creature spell or Planeswalker spell. Its owner puts it on the top or bottom of their library, and it has Evoke exile a blue card from your hand so this I actually think is better okay um, In flicker. yeah because it's four mana mm-hmm. which is a little bit easier to cast mm-hmm. uh, the uh, there are a lot more blue cards in the flicker deck that I play mm-hmm. uh, so the, the evoke cost is a little easier to pay uh, I also think this is really good in modern you know it's really good against aggro flash flyer that bounces, and you can kind of use it as a counter spell as well, mm-hmm. uh, because it can because it's creature spell or planeswalker spell, uh, it can hit stuff on the battlefield. Or well, can it hit stuff on the battlefield?
0: Uh, I don't think so, because they're not spells when they're on the battlefield. Yeah, so only stuff on, on the, the stack.
1: Uh, so it's effectively a counter spell, is what this is. Uh, it's, and... more,
0: it's more like an ether gust for creatures. Yes, and yeah.
1: it's a free ether gust. Yeah, you know that's insane. That yeah. that I think I think this is going to be really good. So it looks like this cycle of elemental incarnations is really strong.
0: Mm-hmm. It gets around like actual count like cards that can't be counted, mm-hmm. like uh, Big Chandra or something. Yeah, uh, it gets around that. So yeah, I think that's pretty pretty nifty.
1: Yeah, and putting something to the the top of your opponent's library is such a good tempo swing. Yeah, it is. So yeah, I, I like this card. I like um, I like Solitude as well. I think this. I'm excited to see the rest of these elemental incarnations. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether they've been spoiled and I just missed it might them. Have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the artwork looks incredible. for Yeah,
0: them. I was just wanted to talk about that. Is that a dragon? And like, is that the incarnation?
1: Well, it's kind of I think it's supposed to be very ethereal. It looks like wings.
2: We're gonna have another wing debate about what's a wing and what's a head.
0: Well I thought I thought there was like the dragon nose at the front there.
2: I think it looks like Yeah, that is breathing fire. Look, that's his face.
1: No, it looks yep. more like a tidal wave to me.
2: You don't have very good <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's the only one. It's who... an incarnation of elements. No, it and it's... it's subtle. Look. So the ele- the element of water
2: Look, eyes. One eye, two eye, nose, breathing something into the water. That's a wing.
0: There's definitely an, oh yeah, I can a nose see that. there. I can see that mouth. now.
1: Right? Yeah, that's I a see face. it now. Yeah.
2: So I'm probably right about that other card as well. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. I disagree on that one. Uh,
1: so <laughs> we'll, we'll ask the viewers. <laughs> no, <because> Guys, <laughs> look up the card Reveillark. That's R-E-V-E-I-L-L-A-R-K. Sarah thinks it has a head. Right. And that's it. You no, go look no. at that card and you tell us whether it has a head.
2: <laughs> we we will tweet this because i think i need to explain the context of what i think looks yeah, like a head it's harder
0: to explain it on the podcast
1: just
2: for a second like for a second when you first look at it that is could be a head with its hair with spiky hair
1: mm-hmm. nonsense
2: <laughs> maddie said maybe <laughs>
0: Okay, so the next card I wanted to talk about, um, this is actually for pirates. And believe it or not, it's a pirate card. So it is, if you guys would like to look up, Ragavan Nimble Pilferer. Uh, I think this card is insane. It might not be insane in EDH, but I think this card will do wonders in modern as well. Um, But yeah, feel free to look that one up. And then let me know when you guys are ready.
2: I'm using Ecosia as my search engine, guys. Every time you search, they plant a tree.
0: It's really
2: cool. Yep, just thought I'd share that.
0: Hashtag not sponsored.
2: Hashtag not sponsored. But <laughs> download yeah. it. It Sounds works really the cool. same as Google, but they plant a tree. Actually, I don't think it's every time you search, it's every maybe eight searches, plants a tree. quite a lot of searches. I can tell you. It tells you <laughs> how many searches you've done and how many trees you've planted. That's really nice. Yeah. I like it. that. Save the world, guys. <laughs> and anyway, have we all found it now? <laughs> oh, it's a monkey pirate. It's a monkey
0: pirate. A legendary monkey pirate. So this is the monkey that is featured on Kari Zev's card. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which creates the token monkey. But so so we finally is... got
1: an actual Rav- Ragavan card. Yeah. That's wicked. and
0: it's really, really powerful. So I've yeah, this is of... this is really good. Read this one. I've out. I've just read it. <laughs> it's nuts, right? Yeah. So Ragavan Nimble Piraffe has one mana value, which costs a just a single red. For a legendary creature, monkey pirate, it is statted at two one. Whenever Raghavan deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token and exile the top card of that player's library. Until end of turn, you may cast that card. And it has dash two, which means um, you can pay two mana instead of one mana, and it comes in with haste. And if you do, it's returned to your battlefield. Uh, it's returned from the battlefield to your hand from the beginning of the next end step. So it basically sort of cheap, like, cheats itself out and then has haste. Yeah. So it's really, really powerful. That's insane yeah yeah this is not for <laughs> so one mana, right yeah, so hell? in the
1: pirate sphere you've uh, there are a couple of cards printed in commander legends mm-hmm. um malcolm keen-eyed navigator yeah which is like a three mana flyer uh which makes it so that when a creature you control does combat damage to a player you make a treasure mm-hmm. and then you've got britches brazen plunderer uh when a creature you control deals combat damage to a player exile the top card of their library and you can play it till end of turn. This is a one-mana <laughs> yeah. creature that does both, both of those. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Which is absolutely nuts. This is, is, nuts. is really good. The one
0: drawback to this card is the exiling a top card of that player's library until end of turn you may cast that card. It doesn't mention that you can cast it with any colour mana, which is important. Mm. Um, but you've but that, made a treasure. But you have made a treasure, which That's means it gives true. you mana-ready yeah. colour. Um, I didn't even think about that, so that kind of works itself mm. out. Yeah, a one-mana card that starts ramping up straight away is a pyro is a 2-1 is gets you so much advantage i think this could either be i think this could be really pricey and also a really good card in modern itself i don't play much modern and i don't actually know much about it but i, I can't imagine this being a bad card it has to be really good yeah and the the alternate artwork i really like for this card as well um let's see if i can find it yeah it's a nice little borderless
2: Oh, it is wearing glasses. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't.
1: Well, they're goggles. because Carrie Zev is like an airship pilot, yeah. so. Uh,
2: I see. Yeah, when you zoom in on the picture, it was very blurry. I couldn't
0: tell. <laughs> Good old ranker cool. man. So yeah, uh, really cool card. Um, yeah, Josh, do you, th- do you think you might pick this one up for pirates? Please do.
1: Little yeah, 20. definitely. This is a this is a very strong card.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Nothing else to say about it. It's yeah, just super strong. It just seems really powerful.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, the next card on my list is... Let me see if I got this one right. So this is for rogues, for my rogue deck. Um, And I'm actually not certain about this. I I brought this up because I wanted to ask you guys about this. Mm -hmm. So the card is called Altar of the Goif. Feel free to look it up. Yeah, I wasn't too certain on this card. I don't know if it's good for rogues, but if I was going to get it, it would go for rogues.
1: You mean you wouldn't build... Lurgoyf
0: travel. I I did look into that. I don't, I don't think that's really a thing. No, I think there's like four or
1: five yeah. lurgoyfs.
0: But um, so have you got the card up?
2: Yep. Just you know, figuring out how to spell goyf. But I'm there
0: now. <laughs> yeah, G O Y F.
2: Um. It's like how a child would spell it which is, I think I tried to make it more intelligent Go. than it was.
0: <laughs> now look at you being smarter than a child.
2: Yes, finally.
0: <laughs> so altar of the goif is a five mana value card and it costs five colorless for a tribal artifact, la So it's an, it's an artifact card, not a creature. um, mm. Whenever a creature you control attacks alone, it gets plus X, plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of card types among cards in all right. graveyards. But right. then it also reads, Lug of creatures you control have trample, which is kind of irrelevant in rogues. Yeah. Yeah. Although there is a few shapeshifters. <laughs> There's a few shapeshifters. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll get trample. What do you guys think about this card for Ana 1 mil rogues?
1: Um, I, I don't think it's powerful enough, to be no. honest, in, in the rogues deck. I think that giving... so. Uh... Often you want to hit with m- multiple players with multiple rogues. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you don't really want to attack. With, it's not a Voltron deck. Yeah. It's more of a go-wide deck. It's not really a, a proper go-wide deck. Yes. But it's definitely, you want to have multiple creatures attacking in each turn. So I don't think this is um, good enough for that deck. Mm-hmm. I do really like the card, though. I think yeah. it's a really cool card. I like these sort of altar cards. that like we had um, a Forsaken Monument and things like mm-hmm. that. I think they just, they instill a kind of... Uh, respect and reverence mm-hmm. for okay. some of the older classic cards, like the Eldrazi yeah. and like mm. the Tarmogoyf. Uh, I really like the flavor text on this card. Uh, what dies grows the illegible, clawed-out statue <laughs> inscription. Um, <laughs> nice. So that's a, a, a kickback to Tarmogoyf's flavor text, which mm-hmm. reads something like uh, what something like what grows dies something something, and then it reads what dies grows the Tarmogoyf. So that's oh. what this is talking about, uh, and Tarmogoyf is scribbled out, and that kind of just instills in me this, this sense of adventure that you've, you know, you, you 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 find this altar which is really really creepy. Like, mm-hmm. if you yeah. found this in the forest, you'd be like, what, <laughs> what the, what on earth, what is this? Uh, and then you know, like Tarmogoyf being scribbled out, and it actually says clawed out statue inscription. Mm. Who's clawing it out? why are they clawing out Tarmogoyf? Is it a warning? You know, if you, yeah. is, is it- is Are they you...
0: Tarmogoyf racists?
1: Yeah.
2: I was just finding Tarmogoyf.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a uh, creepy and very mm. cool. Uh, I, I also, I mean, they've, uh, I, I like that with Modern Horizons 2, we are seeing so many different mechanics Coming back, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, there are cards that have explore. There are cards that have um, investigate as well. Yeah, as uh, this is a tribal artifact, Lergoif. So mm-hmm. this card itself is a it's Lergoif Le card. Yeah, yeah, uh, which means that this card gives itself trample if you can turn it into a creature.
0: <laughs> so it uh, is an artifact. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, I think this is a really cool card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I really like cards like this where they're kind of just, it's almost like a creepy story spotlight, a callback mm-hmm. to some revered creature in Magic's history, yeah. Uh, this this kind of direction for cards, mm. uh, I really like it. There's something about it that just makes, it gets my imagination going, you know, mm, okay. the, the story mm-hmm. behind <laughs> this card.
0: Yeah, I so yeah, in terms of it being in rogues, not really a a card for it. You can see the synergies with the creature card types in graveyards because you're milling everyone out. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think the reason I thought maybe you could play like a version where you play your creatures attack alone is because a lot of them have unblockable. Mm-hmm. So you mm. can get away with just attacking with one and then bumping it up, buffing it up to like a big, big power. But yeah, so maybe, maybe a no-go for the rogues. Good cool um, Next card I would like to talk about. This one is definitely going in Wind Grace. Okay. But, so, so it's a reprint of a card that is really expensive it's about 25 to 30 pounds Oof. um so i haven't bought it but hopefully this reprint will bring it down that is titania protector of argoth you might have heard of this one um i would have said titania 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 how would you say it
2: titania <laughs>
0: <laughs> titania oh, yeah so the, titania titania whatever protector of argoth is a five mana value card will cost three green green a legendary creature elemental when titania protector of argoth enters the battlefield return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield whenever a land you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield create a five three green elemental creature token so whenever i sacrifice a land or whenever a land goes into the graveyard Mm -hmm. i create a five three what do you guys think of this card
1: it's really strong mm-hmm. it's really strong really good. Uh, it's a really cool commander as well i know mm-hmm. that there are some cool mono green uh land matters kind of decks yeah. built around built
0: around titania. T-
1: titania titania um i'm saying titania <laughs> whatever you want.
0: yeah titania. you're gonna be the one that has the
2: cards on so. exactly
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah i think this is a really cool card uh I, I don't really know i don't think i've ever seen it in play Mm. Or anything like that, but yeah, I can see this being super strong in uh, like a Jund landfall deck, so
0: yeah, um, I'm hoping to be able to pick this one up for a little bit less than 30 pounds. I don't know how much this reprint will bring it down. I think Titania is a bit of like a low stock card, it hasn't been printed Mm. for ages, which is a good sign. It it? is a
1: mythic as (laughs) well, exactly. So
0: it won't bring it down too much, but um, it does pair really nicely with another card which I plan on getting for Wind Grace, which is in modern horizons 2 and that is another reprint zuran orb if you guys would like to look that one up it's kind of kind of ridiculous <laughs> kind of
2: not sure i feel like all these ridiculous cards <laughs> oh okay
1: how do you spell it
0: zuran z-u-r-a-n yeah, so
2: that's, yeah that's gonna be very good
0: yeah so zuran orb reads a zero mana artifact so it costs nothing uh and it reads sacrifice a land gain two life simple as that um obviously obvious synergies with titania and i think it would just be really powerful in wing because the life gain is good and having a free sacrifice outlet on your land if you're that means you're basically if you've got your engine set up with like crucible of wilds or ramina excavator you can play cards from your graveyard mm-hmm. you can almost always hit all your land drops um, it triggers titania it triggers all your landfall. I think this is for zero mana, a little bit insane in Wingrace. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. Is, it,
1: is it a mythic?
0: No, it's an uncommon.
2: Oh, this oh, is an older one. This is an old one. That's, older that's
1: printing. the odd one. Yes. The Modern Riders 2 one is uncommon. A heck of a mat. That's a heck of a downshift. Yeah. It is, yeah. Um, mythic to uncommon. Uncommon card. So, looking forward to picking this
0: up for probably quite cheap.
1: Uh um, it's like. So the, the flavour text is, I will go to any length to achieve my goal. Eternal life is worth any sacrifice. Zer the Enchanter. So ah. it's like a Zer
0: and orb. On it. the modern one, the flavour text is different. It reads, Obsession is Zer's one flaw as a magic user. His total preoccupation with immortality has become an affliction for his otherwise brilliant mind, Joda Archmage Eternal.
1: Ooh. Ooh, crossovers. Who was who actually immortal, so that seems a bit hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Is he actually? Uh, Joda? Yeah. Well, the flavour text implies so. His name is Joda Archmage Eternal,
0: for Mm. a start. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think the flavour text on his card reads something like, uh, there are multiple references through history uh, of this mage, Joda. Mm. Uh, We're assuming it's more of a title than an actual name, given how many occurrences over history there are. Uh, And, you know, the implication is, oh, it's actually his name, and he's Mm. just immortal or, or hasn't died the whole time. So, yeah. Maybe he's just like, maybe he's talking about how Zer is
0: what he wants to become immortal and that's like corrupted him. But Joda's already achieved it. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's where his like reasoning comes behind. It's like the journey of getting both to Both pretty him. broken
1: <laughs> cards though. Yeah.
0: Joda's pretty <laughs> yeah. nuts. Uh, but but yeah,
1: this is, this is cool. I like this.
0: Yeah. So Zeranorb and Titania were both really nice. Although,
1: it doesn't seem to have anything to do with Zer. Like, Zer the Enchanter as yeah. a card. Doesn't like neither the colors don't really work with land sacrifice and sacrifice land you gain through life doesn't seem to have anything to do with Zer uh, mechanically.
0: Yeah, well, it's called Zeran Orb. I don't know if that actually has to do with Zer. I don't know, sounds like it.
2: But Zer is the flavor text or mention the flavor text of both, right? So it has to have something to do,
0: as in, like, I don't know if the name is, like, I don't know if oh, it's like his Zur orb, and, yeah, you know, otherwise you would be like orb Zer's orb or something. <laughs> Like, I don't think Zer is a race. So it's not like the the Zoran. Mm. Or, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to pick this up for really cheap. Mm-hmm. Nice little sort of engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one that got spoiled today for Windgrace um, is Tireless Provisioner. Pretty simple one, um, but it'd just be really good in Windgrace. I definitely will be picking this one up. I just typed in Windgrace on the. <laughs> So Tireless Provisioner, that is. So Tireless Provisioner, yeah, it was spoiled today, I think. It's another uncommon, so nice and cheap, hopefully. A three mana, so mana value three for two and a green. Uh, a 3-2 Elf Scout with landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a food or a treasure token. Oh. That's all it does, but obviously I'm, <laughs> I'm only going to be making treasure tokens. Yeah. I can't imagine I'd be making food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this seems like a really nice, like, possibly better lotus cobra because you'd have to float the mana um yeah but it is three mana as opposed to
1: like yeah. one is
0: lotus cobra two mana two, two mana two one three mana three two um probably a lot cheaper and yeah situationally better than lotus cobra mm-hmm. so yeah uh, just another sort of simple card nice looks like um yeah quite a few things for wing grace for sure yeah, you've just yeah. upgraded it as well i've just upgraded it yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah I probably won't spend too much on Titania mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, I might proxy her
1: Modern yet. Horizons mm-hmm. was an incredible set for Commander mm-hmm. uh, so I would expect MH2 to kind of to be similar yeah. you get a lot of powerful cards printed uh, which yeah. do end up being very good in Commander
0: I agree um, so yeah pretty simple one and then the final one for today um, last modern card we'll go over today is Kaldra Compliette I did actually show you guys this card but we'll go over it in complete uh discussion so that's k-a-l-d-r-a-c-o-m-p-l-e-a-t caldra compliat and this one is going in akiri as you can imagine so this card looks nuts um seven mana legendary artifact equipment so caldra compliat seven mana seven colorless mana uh, legendary artifact equipment with living weapon Living weapon means when you cast this, you create a zero, zero germ creature token and attach this equipment to it. Right. Um, it has indestructible, so the artifact itself is indestructible, can't be destroyed. The equipped creature gets plus five, plus five, first strike, trample, indestructible, haste, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a creature, exile it. So the first strike is really nifty there because you first yeah. strike damage to them, they get exiled. Um, and it has equip seven. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is just a you know, game-winning top end yeah. mm-hmm. for Akiri.
1: So hard to deal with as so, well. So, so hard to deal with. You it's, to exo- you know, it. At its worst, it's a 7-mana, 5-5, five, five, with First Strike, Trample, Indestructible, Haste, and that exiling <laughs> ability, incredible. which is already very yeah. good, and then it's repeatable. Yeah, you yeah. uh, kill the germ yeah.
0: token, I just attach it to something else. Find I find it very
1: to... interesting that it is, uh, like it's a legendary artifact yeah. equipment and then it has a living weapon and it kind of the artwork you can make out a face so yeah it, it's it kind, it kind of, of, of like
0: a possessed set of yeah
1: mechanically it's like an alive like a living weapon well, a living weapon <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it is a an artifact that actually has its own sense of identity um like i guess Caldra is its name
0: Caldra complete yeah what does complete mean or complete
1: i think it's probably just one of those words that magic often use to suggest something but yeah but but not actually really mean anything mm-hmm. uh they do this often i can't think of any examples but yeah magic will often use words that are similar to other words to suggest a meaning without what, what meaning
0: actually... would you suggest from this then
1: um, I would say that it is kind like of his... A successful
0: warrior or something?
1: I would say that if Caldra is its name, that this is its kind of completed form. Okay. Like, this is its... Caldra
0: uh... complete.
1: <laughs> yeah, which sounds a little bit like... Weird. <laughs> yeah, a little bit Gundam you 90s know. cartoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it really... What it suggests to me is that this is its... Fun form. I want to say, yeah, ultimate mm. form. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I mean it seems pretty damn strong. Yeah, very excited to pick this up for Akiri. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. It pairs very nicely with Bruno. The first equip cost costs zero. Mm-hmm. So yeah, equip seven goes to zero. Eesh.
2: Yeah. So yeah. make your deck's a God.
0: Yeah, Akiri's going to get some nice upgrades for sure. Um, that is. Oh yeah, there was one more card which is which I've already shown you, and is also pretty simple. Um, which is damn, as we know. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, this card is just. Conditionally really good. I guess you could play it in Taser. Um, so it is. it has a black-white color identity, so you're going to need to play it in black-white decks. Um, and Dam reads, Dam, uh, two mana value sorcery. So it costs black-black. Uh, destroy target creature. A creature destroyed this way can't be regenerated, and it has overload for two white-white. So four mana value overload for two white-white which means instead of destroying target creature, you destroy each creature.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just a conditionally good board wipe and or removal spell.
1: It's a super Um, flexible card. I think immediately it becomes a staple Mm -hmm. in EDH uh, because the the board wipe, two white, white, destroy all creatures, it's already fine. Like, it's good. good Yeah, like Wrath of God
0: and Day of Judgment are... Quite pricey in, them, in themselves, so mm-hmm. I think Dan might see might be see some price big price tag on it. Yeah, um, but yeah, having you know, the
1: regenerate key, yeah. like the regenerate wording on it also is is relevant very relevant for Commander. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, this yeah, I, I think this is a really strong card. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, it, I think this is definitely going to become a black white staple in mm-hmm. EDH.
0: Yeah, just conditionally one of the best board wipes, and uh, I like the uh, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter talking about how this card would be like so if they screenshot like the top bit and the mana cost, that would be like their reply to like an attractive photo on twitter it's like (laughs) damn bb (laughs) so yeah that's got that going for it as well (laughs) um but yeah that about wraps up the modern horizons significant spoilers for us Mm -hmm. i would say um yeah pretty interesting do you guys think you might be buying any of the cards that we've gone over
1: um, I you know I don't think any of the ones we've gone over, but I am mm-hmm. looking forward to the rest of Modern Horizons. It's been a really fascinating set so far. Yeah, there's still a whole so lot far. more to come. Yeah, there? mm-hmm.
0: yeah. There's been so much that I've I've wanted to get for this set now, having looked at them. Um, but yeah, that should about wrap it up.
2: getting to everybody now
1: yeah. yeah it's very hot in <laughs> this room boiling hot um because we actually have a uh, some hot weather in the uk at the moment and for the best sound quality we have to we are suffering for <laughs> your yeah, sound. We yeah we have to be in uh, a small carpeted bedroom with all the windows and doors closed no fans on uh, and it is very, mel- sort of very muggy, very <laughs> yeah, stuffy. We are melting. We are melting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what we go through for you guys, oh, be so be sure I'm okay, because I'm really cool. Uh, but yeah, these guys are real. struggling.
2: Silence.
1: Follow us
0: on Twitter. <laughs> Except for Josh. Yeah. Don't follow him, he's
2: lame. <laughs> he's,
0: he's not cool.